Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktana, and today we'll be diving into ways you can utilize Tarot to connect with the Akashics and bring Akashic wisdom into your physical life. Working in the Akashics is much like consciously interacting with your dreams. It's a full-body experience where entire novels can be encapsulated in one quick scene. A symbol can unlock years of memories from the storage in your body, and everything is a bit hyper-realistic while at the same time being trippy with a logic of its own. Some very common components in Akashic work are totems, astrological signs, and symbols from various systems, gods and goddesses, angels and archangels, beings or settings from myths, legends, fairy tales, movies, and TV, and tarot. Sometimes they appear because we're meant to be intrigued or concerned enough to seek out more information about them and how they apply to our lives or current situation. In others, we're already familiar, and so they carry a full and contextual message. Or they're bringing an invitation to delve further, possibly even create a relationship. Tarot images are somewhat unique among all these, in that they have developed specifically to connect with, channel message from, and open a conduit to the Akashics. In a tarot reading, the reader is connecting with the cards, the client, and the Akashics in their chosen way. This can be to answer the client's question, get message from their guides and other helper beings, or simply to see what the client's soul wants them to know. To do this, the tarot deck is designed to encapsulate the inhabited human experience of the universe in nuanced, interconnected richness. From new beginnings to gentle disillusion, self-delusion to catastrophic awakening, the Tarot is able to bring Akashic information into sharp focus and detail. When it comes to starting or building up an Akashic practice, working with Tarot is one of the easiest, most accessible, and clear ways to develop the necessary skills. Pretty much anyone can give a very, very basic reading with a Ryder Smithwaite deck and a book of This Is What The Cards Mean. Even the included pamphlet will do in a pinch. If you want to start getting more hands-on with your soul, the direction you're meant to go in life, or even what color to wear today, a tarot deck is a great way to start. There are many ways to work with tarot as a spiritual tool. When I teach tarot to my students, I start by separating the deck out into five sections, the major arcana and the four suits of the minor arcana. Each suit from ace to ten can be seen as a journey from beginning of manifestation to completion which shows not only what has been manifested, but how the process has transformed and manifested the traveler. From ten to ace, the process shows the unwinding or dissolving of what no longer serves, leaving the person clean, free, and available for new beginnings. Each of these stories is from the perspective of the suit, its strengths, weaknesses, interests, and perspective. The four court cards of each suit can be seen as one individual maturing through the stages of life or ways in which the suit's journey manifests within and through us at any given time. For the major arcana, I teach the holistic journey of the fool through becoming, 
They begin naive and move through the first half of the section, learning who they are and coming into their full authority and agency. Then they move outwards to express this into the world, which brings them fully around to the essential wisdom of the fool, which is, I truly know nothing. Which, upon experiencing this realization, begins the fool's journey again. This is not to see the process as Groundhog's Day, but as a spiral, where we learn the lessons more fully with each turning, developing our beingness even more richly and with more tapestry context the further we travel. When someone embarks on working with tarot this way, studying sections of it and bringing the energy of those cards into their energy field, their dreams are often enhanced. They can feel themselves taking on the journey in their daily life at work, home, and with family and friends. Often those who work with altars, ceremony, or visual forms of spiritual practice will find elements of the cards or the beings from them incorporating into the process with surprising and often amazing results. There's also the practice of pulling a card a day. This can be used as a meditation focal point, something to set in front of you and focus on as you allow your energy to still and go inward. It can also work like a fortune cookie, telling you something about the day you're about to have. Or you can see it as a key to a mystery like 3D glasses unliking the images at a movie. The card gives a hint of what energies are in motion for the day so you can begin to see people's underlying motivations, why situations are playing out the way they are, or why your instincts are working a certain way to take you in this direction or that. Then there is the Akashic Tarot practice of incorporating a card into your day. Or you might think of this as manifesting the card into the world. This is akin to the Native American practice of making items to honor their totems. They bring the energy of the totem into their physical life practically by decorating their clothes with images of the totem, wearing medicine bags, or even having t-shirts with the totem right in the middle. In other spiritualities and religions, medallions are used, not only to notify others of an affiliation with the deity, but also to bring that deity or being's energy into their own chi. When someone is starting to work with tarot, I find it best to begin with a variant of the Ryder Smith weight deck. My personal preference is the universal. But once you've got the hang of things, you can and should explore the amazing variety of decks available, from the Handle to Banksy, from Bianco Nero to Hello Kitty. Everyone ends up with a favorite or go-to deck. Mine is The Legacy of the Divine Tarot by Marchetti. Once you've got your preferred deck, you can decide how you're going to determine which card to work with. You can add this Akashic practice to any of the methods I've described above or allow your soul to guide you. However you pick a card, once you have it, the point is to incorporate the energy of the card physically into your day. This could be by picking out one color from the card and wearing it. Depending on the image and your commitment, you could replicate the actual outfit of the card. You can pick one image or symbol from the card, then find an item which corresponds to it and have it with you throughout the day. If you're working with cups, it could be a bring your chalice to work day. Or find a letter opener which resembles the swords and allow yourself to hold it while making decisions. For geeks and nerds, this can be like a spiritual form of cosplay. Or for those working in corporate, it's like the meme dress for the job you want to have. Only... 
It's dress for the energy you want to experience rather than the energy you already have. What this does is not a mental trick, but instead a manifestation. The energy of the card, which in the end is a portal to the Akashics, incorporates into you like higher wisdom and healing when you're doing journey work or meditation, but it stays with you and increases exponentially throughout the day. It allows you to fully know, not just intellectually understand, all the card is or can offer to you. Like adding ingredients into a recipe, each one adds its uniqueness, transforming the whole into something more. Adding the energy of a tarot card into your day transforms you into something more than you were and allows the universe to be a bit more of itself. This is something you can do not only in a -a pull-a-card-a-day format, but as something which allows you to enter into the realm of each suit, element, or direction. It can be eye-opening to work just with the court cards, one per week, to see through their eyes, not only your life, but the realm in which they dwell and rule. The King of Cups has flashes of emotions which are here and gone again, while the Queen of Rods burns through any lover who tries to keep up with her. The Knight of Pentacles works for justice and common sense, while the Page of Swords begins to wake up to their own sense of right and wrong. Working with the Major Arcana this way can unlock lessons you are here to learn in this life, unstick what is stuck, blow apart your preconceived notions of yourself and the world you've manifested so far. The Lover's card can remind you things aren't fated, but a choice you consciously make. The devil can point out you're the one who has you shackled to situations which are the opposite of your best and highest good. The wheel reminds us we're surfing the waves, not controlling them. And the hanged man lets us know where we could be hanging ourselves out to dry. Bringing the cards into your energy through physical means creates a full experience of the wisdom, folly, and inspiration in each while giving you the opportunity to weave them into your life in ways which are most beneficial to and expressive of your divinity. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashagreeting.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.